This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, this is Love Sport Radio and I am Matt Beadle. It is time for the Brentford Fan Show with the boys from Besotted, Billy the B. Grant and XG Dave Anderson. Of course, it is the international break. As things stand, England currently 1-0 up in Bulgaria. A rasper from Marcus Rashford. We're going to be talking all things England with Russell from the Three Lines podcast later on, plus looking at what else has been happening in and around the world over the past few days. Of course, plenty of that going on at Griffin Park and we will be chatting to Mark from AFC Wimbledon about their Brentford loan signing, Mr Marcus Force. He is banging them in right now. I believe no striker since he made his debut in September, chaps, has scored more goals in all four divisions of English football without wishing to... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, dampen the mood has scored more goals than Marcus Foss incredible stuff the best shot conversion rate of any player in the English top four tiers this season minimum four goals of course scoring with 46.7% of his shots in league one that's Marcus Foss Woo, woo, woo. And you feel the force. <laughs> <laughs> you look really confused, but that's another one. Old school. If you're an old school jazz funky, you know about that tune as well. Oh, can you okay. feel the force by uh, the real thing? Everyone knows the. You can be everything that's sweet as that I can sing, sing oh, baby. baby. No, but that was oh, the baby. tune. The big tune was "Can You Feel the Force" oh. by the real thing. Have you introduced this to maybe be the song for Marcus Force, or is it the we, song we, for Marcus we did, Force? We put it out there in the early days, but we did. I did. I did send it over to AFC Wimbledon and for Ungera. They did play it on the PA system, I think, uh, <laughs> in the first or second week when the event. When, when, I think he might have banged in the goal that week as well. Like you know, he likes banging the goals in, old Marcus, doesn't he? He certainly <laughs> does. And we had the AFC Wimbledon fan show yesterday, actually, and. Uh, <clears throat> they were just discussing the the contract and they're in, in desperate hope that there is no recall clause in January because if there is and you know there may well be it's definitely an option potentially I would imagine uh, yeah you, I guess it sees how things develop and stuff I, I think um, they'd want him for the full season definitely you can see that but I get a feeling that we might need him a little bit more than they do we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes Again, this was the conversation that was had. We'll talk about this all a little bit later, but this is the conversation Mm. that was had at the time because at the time we felt it was a full-season loan, then all of a sudden we heard it was a half-season loan, and it's all over the place. But like I said to you, Mark's going to be... 
on the show later. Uh, Days of Speed, as a lot of people might know him on Twitter. Mark out there, big, big AFC Wimbledon fan. He was actually the guy that actually founded AFC Wimbledon as well. So he's uh, one of the biggest mm. AFC Wimbledon fans out there. So he's going to be chatting to us about that a little bit later. But, you know... <sighs> God, I've got loads of other stuff to talk about, you know. So it's, it's really weird international week because we come to international week and you've you've kind of got this situation where you either come out of it and you're you're buzzing, you're thinking, oh, this is absolutely fantastic. We've got loads to talk about. You're thinking, oh no, you're scratching your head, you know. And so, um, like I said to you, England are playing here tonight. Uh, it is now know. two 0 as well. Raheem Sterling it has is. raced into the box, lovely Ooh. bit of interplay, and has rifled it across for Ross Barkley to tap in inside the six yard box. That is now Bulgaria nil, England. Two. This is a bizarre, bizarre scenario for me sitting in the radio studio when I actually I was actually going to be at this match here. But I, listen, <laughs> really? I'm, I, yeah, I, I actually. Hey. But I'm loving being at the. Oh, man, I love the fact that you chose to do this instead. Yeah, an XG well, day forced. But, but, um, yeah, <laughs> can you, can you feel forced? Can you feel the forced? Yeah. But anyway, you can see we, you can see we've got nothing to talk about here. We're just rambling away, aren't we? Well, I mean, it, up. it is International Week, of course, and there has been uh, representatives, shall we say, from Brentford in and around the world of European and world football of course actually Dave yeah there has there has um, this is us now I think we we need to get used to having a few players off on international duty not not been used to that before but it's um, it's it's part of our fabric now we're getting actually quite used to it so we had our awesome right back Henrik Dalsgaard uh, he played for Denmark in their one new win over Switzerland really solid in Euro qualifiers um, yeah part of the back four that kept a clean sheet so that's awesome they're, they look like they're they're shooing now for, mm. for the Euros there's nothing that can really stop them um, Saeed Benrahma our tricky Algerian winger we need him to get back into some form he's he's had a sort of mixed start to the season he's been up and down and nowhere near sort of what he was producing last year but he's coming back to he's coming back to some form and I think um, a little bit of sort of international football is a good chance for him to play extra games and get some more minutes in but the, uh, Algeria drew one all with Dominican Republic of Congo Ben Rahm got 60 minutes in that match. Um, there's some brilliant videos online of some of his tricks and some of the stuff he does. He's just, yeah, he's just um, mesmeric when you see him sort of in and around the box. Um, he's really cool. And, uh, yeah, contributed to a one-all draw. Um, we also had Cameron Makocho out. Uh, that was out against Mali, Billy, wasn't it? It was, mm. was Mali, right. yeah, yes. two-all draw with Mali. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much Cameron played in that or how much he featured in that, but South Africa out and about two-all draw with Mali. That's a, that's a strong game. Uh, and we also had young Zambrek, so he plays for the Czech under-19s. It can't be long till he's progressing into the 21s, and I don't think it'll be long till he's in the first team. He's really sort of way too good for the under-19s, but that's the level he's at at the moment. Uh, mixed week for him, so they lost 2-0 to the Swiss, which is, um, yeah, Swiss are a strong side, so there's no no disrespect or no 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 issue with that. But then they beat Azerbaijan full nil a few days later, so mixed week for him, but yeah, he's he's picking up minutes internationally all the time. And it looks like a really bright future for Zambrick, and who knows? It could break into our. It could, yeah, it could be in our first team for not too much longer. So yeah, there's a few, uh, there's a few a, international bits going on. A definite sign of the times that mm. we have so many players out on international duty. A bit closer to home as well, chaps. A behind the closed doors clash going on this week. There was, there was. Yeah, Billy, do you want to go? Oh, oh, again, it's one of these ones where you, you know, you have to get your your your, your inspector Cluzo <laughs> hat out, like you know, what I'm saying, and the yeah, the old glasses, you know, the little glass that you go over the eye. You sort of go, hmm, who are we playing? Because like everyone's, no one's saying anything about who we were playing. Because apparently they had to keep it completely and utterly under the lid so they went out there they played a behind closed doors game but they wouldn't say you know necessarily who the team was who was in the opposing team and who the opposing team was so you're sitting down there trying to guess whoever it was um all we know is that it popped up saying bing you know um Karelis 
has scored a goal in the behind the scenes game against someone <laughs> wow but they wouldn't say who it was they're giving information that we want to hear but not giving us the rest of it so it's like we're not going to tell you anything but we are going to tell you that Corellis, the striker that everybody wants to start scoring goals has scored a goal that's right Funny that, isn't that's it? Right. <laughs> however because we are proper secret squirrels we believe that we know exactly who they played and it's probably out there on on twitter and it's on you know internet and everything like that but it looks like it's crystal palace Right. So the Bees played Crystal Palace, and from what I can gather, Crystal Palace had uh, quite a fair few, um, I say, first teamers playing. I mean, obviously they've got quite a few players playing internationals, but the ones that weren't playing internationals, you can probably work out who they were, were actually playing in that game as well. So I think it was a good run out for the Bees. Probably wouldn't have been a bad game to actually go and watch. To no. be fair. Would have, would have been quite exciting actually yeah, yeah could have made some money for the tickets as well yeah you could <laughs> sneak over the fence actually that would be quite a good one I haven't snuck, I haven't yeah. snuck over the fence for, for quite a while for a football match but it might be quite good practice for the old just harking back to the good old days like you know <laughs> someone else who featured Billy was it Josh Clark as well he scored didn't he um, Josh Clark got the I think Josh Clark got the second oh, goal that's interesting see Josh Clark is yeah, an interesting one I just one. thought I'd drop him in there yes because well basically because we might come onto it a bit later but we've our uh, dynamic winger, right back, right wing back, basically any position on the right-hand side, Sergi Canos has picked up an injury. So Josh Clark may actually force his way back into the reckoning and he might actually become quite an important body. Someone who was, um, well, pretty much said he could leave uh, in the summer, wasn't he? They, I, I don't think there was much love for him, but it's actually turning out that he might be, he might be quite significant in the next few months with Sergi's injury. Interesting. Josh Clark, he's one of these players who, like I said to you, I'm pretty sure he made his debut against... Derby, we lost 5-0 Uwe Rosler decided to play a proper B team, you know, you know when they say oh you shouldn't play a B team, we played a B team we, we just went whoop, just got rid of the first teamers, put a load of second teamers in there as well and Josh Clark made his debut in that game, he got absolutely spanked he got a lot of love from people because mm. he was really fast even though he probably wasn't doing the right things at the time but he was really he was really trying hard and people liked that and since then he's kind of come into the side, almost been there was just about to leave then they give him a last minute reprieve then he gets a new contract and then they give him you know and then he all of a sudden he has an, another little spell then you're not quite sure so Josh Clark is always there or thereabouts and for me you know you always think Josh Clark is going to go I mean last season as well he got loaned off to Burton because he wasn't quite seen as maybe being quite the standard that Brentford wanted he went to Burton didn't have a great time there came back we thought tell you something Josh Clark's going to go but to me I think that Josh Clark is going to probably be a little bit like maybe like Dallas's with Leeds where Leeds mm. got Dallas and the Leeds fans are like oh he's alright Dallas I'm not quite sure how he fits in or we might leave we take him and leave him. but he just carries on doing what he's doing very professionally mm. very professionally and eventually bang he comes and being he's like, like their dynamic wing back now and everyone loves <coughs> him because he's found his little niche and he's just been there and maybe Josh Clark is this player who eventually just, just finds his little niche and then he's just they will be there till he's you know 38 <laughs> <laughs> yeah funny you should drop Dallas in Billy because I think defensively over the years that's what we've seen really improve with Josh Clark he was he was a tricky forward player tricky winger couple of great goals against QPR he's yeah he's a, he's a really impressive player in the forward areas but playing right back he just got better and better defensively and that's it looks like that's what we're trying to do with Sir, I mean he's injured now but just improve the defensive side of these players games they can attack they can take players on and they've got pace to burn you get them defending well and you've just got a real asset on that right hand side so exciting stuff and Josh yeah he, the the doors are open for him now it's, it's really on him now to force himself into this side yeah absolutely Closer to the EFL and elsewhere in the Football League, I know we like to keep tabs on what's going on. Yes. Something of a managerial <laughs> merry-go-round just maybe starting to stir. There's been news today of Reading 
appointing Mark Bowen in a weird sort of mm. situation there. Millwall, of course, parted company with Neil Harris. Apparently, they're now speaking to Gareth Ainsworth, who's been linked with the Sunderland job as well. It's all going off. It is all going off. And uh, Reading's a really strange one because also Reading, they've gone through quite a few managers. Um, they haven't been doing particularly well. They've got in, uh, you know, say, uh, the Gomez, Gomez um, the latest manager, which the Reading fans were really happy with. The results probably hadn't gone particularly um, as they would liked it to. But as we know, as Brentford fans, sometimes <laughs> you've got to kind of just, you stick with it. You know, the manager comes in and they take a bit of time to bring the players they want in, try to teach them the they, they way they want to play. And, uh, you know, even though it wasn't apparently, like all the, I mean, I talked to, like I said to you now, I talked to a lot of the fans all the time from all the clubs. And the Reading fans at the time were saying to me, oh my God, finally we've got a manager in who has bought the, the vibe, bought the spirit back into Reading, which we've lost for years and years and years. We love Gomez. We love what he's doing. We love his passion for the pub. We love, you know, you know, just that, that he's trying to get us to play the right style of football. So the fact that you've got um, um, now a situation where he, uh, uh, we've got um, Mark, Mark Bowen, Bowen yeah. who basically he's gone <laughs> right. Okay, he's got a list of people. He's going right. Uh, who's going to be the new uh, head coach here, uh, Mr. Bowen? Would you like to be the head coach? Uh, <laughs> yes, I'd like to be the head coach. Uh, you know, he's sort of talking to himself. He, I think he talked himself into a job. You know, so so the Reading fans I've spoken to. Uh, absolutely i mean guided about it i spoke to the tyler stend which is a, a really good blog if you want to check them out you know tyler stend just just google tyler stend a really good blog that we took we, we you know we do a lot of stuff with and uh you know i've asked them you know what was your thoughts about you know gomez being sacked and 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 and, and um and, and 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 Bowen coming in, and they said it's gone down like a lead balloon with the Flans. You know, he's a really popular manager. Gomez says he's been sacked despite needing and probably deserving more time, and he's been replaced by his own sporting director. That looks really bad. It looks as if Bowen has essentially installed himself. That's unlikely to have been the case, but it's how a lot of fans feel. You know, him having his management experience too has let, uh, let us. You know, his management experience has left us very downbeat about the whole situation. And then I flipped it. You know, about how Brentford have. You know, I'm not saying being evangelical saying you know oh god you know we've given our managers time we go through terrible runs but we stick with them because sometimes you have to make a decision sometimes you know you might feel after a while it's time for you to make the right move so we're not saying oh we're the, doing the right thing you're not doing the wrong thing because some clubs they make they do the right move and all of a sudden it clicks for them you know but they're saying to them yes you know to be fair you know we need to be patient you know their fans get that, but the owners don't. So, you know, we've got a situation where it just, you know, for them, I actually feel sorry for them. You know, I like the Reading fans. I don't particularly like going to Reading itself as an away day. Um, and it's not their fault. It's just where the stadium in it. And it's not the most social of away days. But they're football fans who support their team. They love their team. And I just do think it's, it's a bit it's a bit rubbish, really. <laughs> Indeed it is. Well, as things stand, England are winning 2-0 in Sofia. Bulgaria nil, England 2. We'll be bringing you more updates on that game as it goes. And after this, we're going to be speaking with Russell from the Three Lions podcast. Love sport. This is the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport with Billy the B Grant, me, Matt Beadle, and XG Dave. England are currently 3 0 up in Bulgaria now. Ross Barkley has added to his goal already. So, Marcus Rashford and a Ross Barkley brace see England 3 0 up in Bulgaria. But we do believe there has been uh, something that looks like potential racism towards what it is believed Raheem Sterling. There was a brief stop in the play and we think it was Raheem Sterling who was subject of a few calls to one section of the crowd. Of course, a sparsely populated crowd in Sofia today because of reasons to do with racism before that. 
the the feeling coming out of the camp is that this is step one of UEFA's protocol that they have enforced with regards to racism. Of course, there are three steps. The first being the referee is going to speak to the stadium announcer and demand the halting of racist behaviour. We think that's what might have happened on this occasion. If it then continues, the ref is at his will to take the players off into the change rooms for a period of time and the stadium announcer will then make another announcement there to the fans if it continues, at that point, the match will be abandoned. We do know, chaps, that Tammy Abraham has spoken out about this in the lead-up to this game, saying that he's spoken with the players and has the backing of Harry Kane, that if it does get really bad, he will almost lead a call amongst the squad to just walk off themselves, regardless of the, the step three, the three steps that they're planning to take. I mean, again, this is a this is a this is a really interesting situation. And for me, like I said to you, I was meant to be in Bulgaria today. I did plan to go to Bulgaria, but I decided to go to Kosovo next month instead. If people don't know, if they're listening to this, you know, Brentford fans might know me, but other people that are listening don't know. I'm uh, I'm a black uh, football fan. Um, I'm an England fan I've been to uh, 14 tournaments so I've been all over the world I've been everywhere I've seen everything when it comes to football uh, interestingly I have been to Bulgaria um, to see England play when I went there last time um, didn't actually get any racism personally myself but the Bulgarians were a little bit moody and they were trying to be wannabe football hooligans dressing in England or English football tops they were dressing in sort of like Chelsea and West Ham and all these tops and basically they were telling us basically these people are that's what they do because they try to mimic England they think you know everyone's going what's that all about this is really strange but that's what that's what it's all about it's um it, 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 we know that the problems that there are in certain parts of what was deemed as old school eastern eastern europe you know um certain certain places um where it is there and the fact is that the authorities in those countries don't seem to acknowledge that there is an issue um interestingly the the the, the, the head of the bulgarian fa what he did immediately, he threw it back on England to say, you've got a problem in your own country. Mm. How dare you come over here and talk about the problems we got here? Sort of. That's kind of what he said. Listen, I do understand. Yes, we've got issues in this country. Um, a lot of it stems from online where people are too scared to say anything to people's faces. What they do, they do it online. You know what I'm saying? And that's so typical. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't dare say certain things to certain people's faces because they know that they'll have a completely different reaction if they did do. In Eastern Europe, it's just really different because they do things because they know they can get away with it and their policing is different and their CCTV is different and their relationships between the police and the fans is completely different to what it is in the UK. We turn around and a lot of England fans go around to say, they put their hands up and say, tell you something, our police are all right. You know, our police are right because what they do is that they take time out to have a relationship with the fans. So you go out there and you do feel safe when you go with the... So, and especially if you're not doing any bother, you think, like, these police are right, they're looking out for you. You know, they know people's by their first name. Listen, you know, Bill, how are you doing? You know, make sure you keep yourself... Did you go in the old town? Keep away from the old town today. If the verdict might be a little bit, you know, just go somewhere else. So they've got that relationship um, with the fans, which we think is really good. Whereas if you go abroad, you see that the police have absolutely no relationship with the football fans. You go to France at the Euros last time, you heard about all the problems out there. Mm. But the French police, honestly, they are a nightmare. Spanish police they're a nightmare go to Eastern Europe I mean I went to Slovakia one time and all the Slovakian fans were monkey chanting um, it was uh, Ashley Cole and uh, and Heskey at the time and I'm standing there with my mates four black uh, friends who are in the way end and we were going oh my god this is a bit of a nightmare we've been monkey chanted and then the police came and then all of a sudden um, all the England fans were and I'll be honest with you if anyone's being an idiot I will I will I will hmm. say I'm not I'm not having it I go to England games, but if somebody's been racist or being an idiot, I'll point them out because there are 
10,000 people that might travel, there'll be 9,500 who are right, there might be 500 who are idiots. I'll point out the 500 idiots because for me, you know, you've got some good people going out there. So, but the England fans at that game, they were coming down to me going, oh, mate, it's out of order, isn't it? I mean, they're monkey trying the black fans. I mean, it's out of order. It's out of order, mate. So they started to sort of kind of, you know, make it known that they weren't happy about it, but they weren't causing any problems at all. And the Slovakians were throwing coins over. They were throwing bottles over. They were throwing all sorts of stuff. And the English just didn't do anything. Then I saw one person, they threw a bottle over, which had, you know, some soft drink in it. The guy threw the bottle back over the fence and just threw it back over the fence. And then the police came wading into everyone, started cracking their heads. And it was like proper old school sort of Soviet style police. And I was with my mates and one of them had never been to a game before. He's like, okay, it's always like this. Bill. I'm like, mm, it's not quite always like this, but this is like kind of like deepest Eastern, old school Eastern Europe. So anyway, we kind of kept our heads down. We managed to get out and we literally got a taxi from Slovakia back to Hungary right? it was about four hours right? we said listen we're getting, 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 going to get out of here the point that I'm just trying to say is that unfortunately some countries like this like Croatia who got away with they're doing they get away with you know they get away with what they're doing the whole time and it's really quite frustrating because in general we're good over in this country you don't hear that so you got a Wembley you ain't going to hear none of that nonsense you know what I'm saying so what killed me is that F, the, the UEFA or FIFA they come up with all these they come up with all these um, um, fines and they're going to do, you know, Croatia, what do they do? They shut the stadium down so that no one could go to the game. No England fans, no Croatia fans. If they really wanted to punish them, tell you what she has done. Don't allow the Croatian fans and let 10,000 England fans into that for the away game. It'd be brilliant. Mm-hmm. We turn up there, massive advantage. Instead of being a nil-all draw, we might have beaten them 2-0 because we had all our fans in there. That would actually really teach them. And the Croatian fans could actually turn around to each other saying, listen, Look what we've done. We're letting ourselves down here. and They might actually be able to self-police it. But at the moment now, they don't really seem to have really got a handle on this. And I'm actually really pleased that the players are saying they will walk off the pitch. We don't care about these rules. They'll walk off the pitch because for me, that will create more PR and it will create more of a situation than anything else. And people will actually have to, to think about it. Because at the moment now, they don't really have to think about it. They just give them a £10,000 fine and they'll just, you know, they'll pay that in, a, in an instant. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Billy Grant there. That is yeah, Billy, yeah. Billy Grant on the situation regarding what we believe is, is racism behaviour towards Raheem Sterling, apparently in the ground at Sofia at the moment. It is Bulgaria nil, England three. And Billy, you actually have been on the line to Russell from the Three Lines podcast where you've discussed uh, some of the situations out in uh, with England's friendlies at the moment. Here is what he had to say. So we've got Russell from the Three Lions podcast. Uh, and Russ, how are you doing? Evening, yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's all good, mate. You know what I'm saying? You've come back from a nice little trip out east, haven't you? Yes, yeah. They, uh, if it wasn't 24 hours, it was just over 24 hours in Prague uh, for the, uh, the England game, Czech Republic against England the other night. Yes, all back and, in one piece. And tell me, I mean, how was it? I mean, I was going to go to Prague and then off to Bulgaria. Now, a lot of people did that. It's a fairly um, economical trip, I think it is, you know, for England fans, because, again, it's not that expensive when you get out there. Accommodation is relatively cheap. If you get an early flight, it's also good to go out there. So I know a lot of people that flew out there on the, you know, maybe either the Friday morning or the Thursday evening, staying out there for the weekend and then going across to Bulgaria. Um, I know that you've cut your trip short because you went out for the Prague trip, you're back again. But, I mean, how was it out there? Yeah, no, it was good. I landed around, what was it, about midday, Friday, dumped my bag and just went out to, or met, met, catch up with a couple of mates. We went out, grabbed a beer and just, just took in the sights for three or four hours around the, like the Charles Bridge, famous area there. 
um, the Winter's Flash Square, all the uh, sort of stereotypical areas that you you've, you'll know in Prague if you've been there before. The the amazing astronomical clock as well. Um, yeah, lots lots of England fans around. Uh, in fact, it was actually a, a national day of mourning for a uh, for a Czech singer, a guy called Carol Gott. So there were plenty of people around, and not just from the Czech Republic. Apparently, he he sang for Austria in the Eurovision. Germans liked him as well. So there was like an influx of a lot of people around, um, and, and mixed in with with England fans in all jovial mood, ready for the uh, the game. Yeah, it was was all good. Sun was shining. A couple of beers. What's not there to like? I mean, and you said the England fans are jovial. I mean, you know, you hear the two stories. It's interesting. I'm coming back here and I'm hearing different stories as to when you're out there. And there was a lot of hype beforehand saying, you know, they should move the date of the game. There's going to be loads of problems with England fans. And then even afterwards, you've seen in the press, you know, they're talking about England fans disgracing themselves. Even though even I looked uh, in the newspaper and I think only about six people were arrested. Uh, the vibe didn't seem to be that bad as what people are making out, was it? No, no. I, I mean, from my point of view, and I've got to be honest, when I landed um, on the Saturday, my wife picked me up at about just gone five from Stansted. She said, uh, have you seen the news? Did you see any of the trouble? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I got up to the ground um, at about seven o'clock in the evening, just sort of in, in anticipation of, of getting in, beating the queues and all that sort of thing. Um, and when I look back uh, over the news and I read about this and I had no idea that that, that was brewing. I don't think brewing is the right word for it, but I didn't see anything like that. And you've got to wonder in this little little incident that appears to have been blown out of proportion. And, and as I'm sure you're aware, it may have been maybe slightly organised by some people. Uh, media outlets and that and just to uh dare i say it sell a few papers so i wasn't there i mean i heard there was a story about some people who were inside a bar and it got stormed by um by locals by local ultras the local czech ultras in in balaclava helmets and all sorts of stuff from what i've heard uh, it wasn't instigated by at any time by the england fans i know that for a fact i've been in the situation where i was in marseille where we heard the stories coming out but because i was there myself i saw the stories that were coming out from the uk weren't quite the same as the stories that are happening out there. It's a familiar story. It's not just it's not just the England national team and the supporters who go on there. I've, I mean, I've heard when uh, when club sides are in action in Europe that they uh, they'll get a particular area. This is Love Sport Radio. That was Billy the B Grant talking to Russell from the Three Lions podcast. This is the Brentford Fan Show, but we're just going to bring you some breaking news. Players halted for the second time in the England clash in Sofia with Bulgaria. We understand that step one of UEFA's protocol regarding racist abuse towards England players has been enforced, and that was that the referee will speak to the stadium announcer and demand that it stops. It now looks, well, we can see that the players have stopped play. They're speaking with Gareth Southgate. He's quite clearly trying to keep their minds on the game. Some of the players are speaking to the Bulgarian staff. It looks like the referee has been speaking to someone from within the ground in Sofia to speak to the stadium announcer, but we've just seen the England fans are currently clapping and supporting the team, but we've just seen a bunch of Bulgarian fans. It appears to have walked out of the ground. Now, these are Bulgarian fans. From what I can see on the screens in front of me with black hoodies, with their hoods up, starting to exit 
the stadium. It looks like the game is going to continue, but as things stand, it has been halted. A bunch of Bulgarian fans walking out of the stadium. Whether they've been asked to leave or not, we don't know, but this is the second time that the play has been halted in this game. I mean, guys, this is just unbelievable stuff what we're seeing here. It is unbelievable. We just see Tango there as well and, you know, the old Tango shot. Um, Tango, famous Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, shouldn't say they kill me, fan, <laughs> who's, who's out there, goes to every England game. And like I said to you, those are, you know, images that you see there of England fans. You see stereotypical images where you people sort of say England fans, you know, causing trouble. They're going out there, you know, um, uh, because the problem is that people trying to pick up on any little thing that we do. However, this, this, you do not see this type of nonsense in our grounds, right? You don't see this wholesale racist abuse of play it's like it's, it's old school you know what i'm saying if that, if that does happen <clears throat> people will just be like that's tin pot what were you talking about that's it's not 1970 mm. so what you've got is you've got a situation where you know they've got this two three-step rule that, that, that they're trying to imply uh, to, to put in place here to try and bring this under control but what you've got you've got a bigger issue obviously in bulgaria you've got an issue where they feel that this is all right you've got an issue where this obviously they can get away with this and in countries like this in countries like russia right where they you know the football you hear of the the abuse that these players get so i think that there's a, a bigger problem here where the football authorities obviously do not take it seriously there's a problem within their society there's a problem within their football and now what's happened is that every sort of three or four months it comes onto the international stage and then the whole world sees it and everyone gets really shocked and goes oh no there's a problem in bulgaria oh and then they get fined and then it goes away for six months or a year or two years and it comes back again there's a massive problem here and it's like they've got to get a lot tougher to sort it out at the moment I'm not I'm not happy with the way that they deal with it. I think it's rubbish. Yeah, absolutely. This is the Brentford fan show on Lustbot. That was the voice of Billy the B. Grant. We're giving you some updates from England's match in Bulgaria at the moment. It appears that some racist, racist chanting has been directed towards the England players. We don't actually know that for certain. I do have to say that we don't know it for certain. But we, after everything that's been said in the build-up to the game, that is what we believe has happened. We'll be bringing you more on Love Sport. Love Sport. It's the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, with the boys from Besotted, Billy the Beat Grant and XG Dave. We are currently focusing our attentions on England in Bulgaria, which, by the way, has now gone... England have now gone 4-0 up a goal from Raheem Sterling, a customary goal. That'll teach him. Yeah, from Raheem Sterling, (laughs) 4-0. And the reason that Billy has said that'll teach him is because we're led to believe there is an element of racist chanting inside the ground in Sofia at the moment. It seems like a few of the Bulgarian fans have walked out of the ground. The players were surrounding... Uh, Gareth Southgate the players were speaking to members of the Bulgarian staff and Billy you noticed that Chris Powell is obviously on the England coaching staff now he was on the bench there and you've had a bit of contact with your daughter during those ads yeah my daughter I mean as we're during the, during the game I mean today um, I thought she's only 10 years old but we you know she started to really get into football um, I mean we talked about this a little bit later as well when I, mean, I was down at St George's Park with her actually last week and she met a lot of these players including Harry Kane and Chris Powell who's sitting on the bench as well who's a good friend of mine so she's now watching this she wanted to watch this game with me today but I was doing the radio so she's watching it by herself but she feels a bit of a connection with them after seeing them today so she's quickly emailed me because she hasn't got a phone as such from her iPad and said Daddy they're winning you know they're winning 2-0 but why are the the Bulgarians keep on booing 
the England players, you know what I'm saying? And I've, I've had to explain to her to say to her, look, you know, you know, I've spoken to you about, you know, racism, which she doesn't understand. She just thinks it's really strange. I said, unfortunately, the Bulgarian fans are racially abusing, you know, one of your favourite players, which is Raheem Sterling. So she, this is, she's come back with that information. And now she's actually spoken to my wife and my wife's come back to me. We said, my daughter has just said to me that the game might be called off due to racist abuse. So she's only 10, but she understands the implications. She thinks it's stupid. She doesn't understand it. It's really nice when you've got, like I said to you, kids aren't born racist. No kid in this world is born racist. It's something that is actually kind of instilled into them over time by whoever, whether or not it's the environment around you, whether or not it's the friends around you whether or not it's 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 a bigger society so you don't do that so you just wonder you know what what it is that makes people get to that stage because i'm black so i have experienced this all my life you get used to it and you'll know how to handle it and to be quite honest you most of the time you kind of chill with it because you know how to kind of survive in this environment without kicking off the whole time you know what i'm saying if Tables were turned and somebody who was white became black for 10 years or so. They would, it'd be interesting to see what their reaction would be and the things that maybe that, maybe I, you know, on my shoulder, I don't even think about, you know, because you're used to it, how they would react to that. But the reason why I'm saying that is that there's certain things that probably there's more things that shouldn't happen, but there's a lot of things that we kind of allow to happen because that's what you do to try and maintain a bit of a status quo. You know what I'm saying? You can't be going around just kicking off the whole time and smashing the place up and getting really angry. So what you just do is that you do certain things. People say certain things. And to be honest with you, you built in the head, you're thinking, that's a bit off. But sometimes you just don't say anything because you think, to be honest with you, you don't want to upset the apple cart as such because there are bigger fish to fry. Do you understand what I'm saying? So for this situation to happen over there now, it's 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 completely and utterly wrong and how do they get from where they are to even remotely kind of where most of the people that i know are because they they just think that this is normal a lot of those people think that this is normal this is fine they don't even understand people talk about education we have to educate them but where do you start you know educating people in a country that probably do not have that many black people or people of of, of 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 diverse culture in their country. So where do you start by doing this? Where in that? I mean, I could I can give I can give you a star. I'll give you. I'm running off now. I'll give you a story. That a story where um, I went to the I went to the European Championships in uh, in um is Ukraine and Poland. So I went to the European Championships in Ukraine and Poland and uh. But this one um um I went with my wife because my wife's Irish. So I went with my wife. To, I said to tell you what. I'm going to England to Ukraine, but beforehand, let's go to Poznan with Ireland. So we flew over to Poznan. We had a right laugh in Poznan. We sat down there. All my Polish mates, because, you know, I've got chums all over the world. So my Poznan mates, we sat down there in the bar outside in the square, having a right good drink, having a right good laugh, watching Poland play. Next minute, just outside where we were, it all starts to kick off. So I've turned around and there's all these skinheads, proper, they're really badly dressed skinheads as well. Like, you know, their jeans are half the way up. They have the big braces, like big fat collars and stuff. Really, really badly dressed skinheads. But they were kicking it off with the everything like this there so of course we start shouting going ah you're out of order you nazis blah this and the other and this guy turned around to me goes that is not of order you can't call them nazis you do you know about polish history i said oh really sorry mate you know i didn't he goes and then he sat down there and he really paused and he said to me by the way you're not going to be very happy with me i said why is that he goes i don't like black people (laughs) 
And he said that to me at this bar. And I said, wow. right. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. I said, why don't you like black people? I said, hold on a second. Hold on a minute. Tell you something. I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to buy you a drink. Right. I'll get you a drink. And then we sit down there and you're going to convince me why you don't like black people. So we sat down there for an hour while this guy tried to convince me why he didn't like black people. He was perfectly well-spoken. He was a nice bloke, as per se, but he sat down there and he was talking about people coming, taking Polish girls and well, this, that and the other. My, I mean, my wife is going rabid at him. She's going, ah, what are you talking to him for, the Nazi? I was like, just step back a little bit. But I sat down there. But these situations were happening. But the guy in his head, he was thinking, I don't like black people. His, his reasons were completely illogical. I sat down there, and after an hour, I couldn't convince him. He couldn't convince me. So I said, tell you something, we have to go along our way. You know, if I stay here for much longer, my wife's going to actually throttle you, so I'm going to leave you. <laughs> I'm going to leave you be. Mm. And we went about our business. But he, he, was, he was a nice sort of kind of, you know, neo-Nazi type person. And the, in the square were quite horrible, skinheady type, horrible, nasty people. So how the hell, if you can't even convince him... How are you going to teach those yeah. characters and all the rest of them? I think the fact that you're using the word convince, that you're having to convince someone, is already kind of part of a losing battle. This is the Brentford Fan, sh- the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport. There is plenty more of that from Binny the B. Grant coming up. Love Sport. This is the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, with the boys from Besotted. We're currently focusing our attentions on the England game in Bulgaria because... We're just seeing some footage now. It's half time and the cameras have picked up what appears to be, I'm going to describe them as ultras in the in the ground. Most of them white men with black hoodies departing the ground. So they now appear to have left. We believe it was around 20 to 30 fans. But prior to that, we just saw some footage of them holding out their, their arms, no, just, they're Zeke Harley. Yeah. No, they're Mimicking. doing a Nazi salute. There's no two ways about it. Proper Nazi salute. Look, they've been there before, seen it before. Let's, let's not sugarcoat this one. There's no allegedly involved in that. Nazi salute. Uh, Bulgarian ultras, they don't care. England are playing. They're going to show their worth. They're going to go outside there. I've been inside. If it's the same ground that I've been to, it looks like it is. There's like a little, there's a forest behind there. It's, it's quite, it's quite horrible actually. So you come out that ground and you've got to kind of walk through a forest to get back to sort of kind of civilization. So obviously this, when I went there, the match wasn't a night game. It was a day game. So when you came out, it was sort of dusky. So, you know, sort of six or seven o'clock at night is not too bad, but you're coming out of that ground at 10 o'clock at night. Those characters are going to be all over the place. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know exactly what they're after. Um, they're young, though, as well. That's the thing. They look like young kids. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? That's yeah, the crazy the thing age, about yeah, this. It's it. the age. age. Well, it's not, not just the crazy thing about it, but the fact that they are so young. And when you talk about your daughter Billy not really knowing what racism is all about, she doesn't know that it exists, right? To an extent, these are mm. lads who have grown up in an era. You know, I'm 37 years old, and I'm fully aware of what it's all about. You know, the fact that these guys, where it's such a, a hot topic now, mm. Dave, in particular. And they just this is what's happening staggering yeah. listening to billy's story yeah just yeah just we were i was here when um his daughter sent through that email it's just really disturbing it's, it's it shouldn't be yeah the innocence of youth but you're just a product of your environment so what are you surrounded by in these sorts of countries you're you're, you're kind of fed things things seep into your psyche and you you kind of just develop this it's no one's born with it it's not it shouldn't be like this at all it's really upsetting i think the danger is also what you have to do and you can see that i try to keep a level head on these things as well it's very the one thing i hate doing is that say for example as a black person 
everybody tarring me with the same brush. So what they used to do back in the old day, go, oh, blackers are muggers, aren't they? Oh, they all mug, they all want to mug you now. Now they say, oh, all blacks, oh, they go knifing people, they're all knife. And it's like, what are you talking about? You're talking absolute nonsense, you know? Um, it's like, oh, you know, there's that tarring people with the same brush. So again, at the same time, you don't want to tar all Bulgarians mm. by being like this. It's very, because what you're doing is that you're focused on a particular area like 20 20 to 30 fans they reckon there could be but there could be there could be more you know Mm. there could be 50 could be there could be you know spain when they played england i think it was in 2008 listen and and the england players all got monkey chanted by middle class spaniards you know what i'm saying so it wasn't like ultras it was a different set of people what now it looks like the bulgarian players are actually talking to the fans and telling they need to sort it out So bulgaria's number 10 pop off there is speaking directly to the fans through the fences quite clearly saying look you guys need to sort this out it is understood that the second step was about to be enforced which would have meant the players being temporarily taken off of course then half time after that yeah half time kind of came and almost saved the situation whether england players decided Decided that they wanted to stay on we don't know but Billy I just want to come back quickly to something you said earlier when you said that you have to soft pedal it almost in a sense and sometimes you try and block it out and you, you use the reference of if a white man was put into a, a black man's place for 10 years you'd love to see what would happen I, I'm a white man if I was a footballer and that sort of thing was happening for me I would find it really difficult and this kind of proves your point not to actually go and confront the fans to actually say all do right Cantona Cantona yeah go and do it to my like do it to my face and I almost feel like when Raheem Sterling and that happened last season at Chelsea and look it never came out whether it was 100% confirmed whether that fan was being racist but I almost wanted Raheem Sterling to just stop almost put his hands up and say right all the cameras stop focus on me I'm now going to talk to this man during this game and discuss just what he said well, what you're, what you're saying there, I don't think we're actually that far away from this now because these mm. players are we're, we're realising their importance, their power. So uh, someone like Raheem Sterling has just completely flipped the whole thing, moved the power away from the press. It's up to him now and he is going to be sort of a trailblazer for this. So we're, yeah, what we're seeing now, this is pretty, it's pretty like sort of moving stuff. The, these players now realise that they're the ones that, they're the ones that are the four of this and they can actually make a bit of a difference here. And I think that's what we're, we kind of, we need someone to actually, well, we need some people and some groups to actually, put a stand to this because what's what's been going on before hasn't worked it's now time to actually the people with the power of the following to maybe maybe they're the ones that should uh, should do something about this yeah it'd be quite interesting i, I can uh, you know I'll, I'll get the sp from my mates again the crew that i go with you know uh that, well actually don't think val went but obi went as well who's uh he's a black england fan that i've got met in uh, japan in 2002 and we go to all the england games together um he he went to sophia and he's and he's gone to this game here today so it'll be interesting to get his point of view and i'll get his point of view uh later on as to exactly what the situation is but you know you know what what you know what what can you say you know it's not a situation that you know um you know we're better than you or we're we're more we're more advanced than you but i think what is what is quite interesting seeing some of the reaction from the england fans even online i've had a little bit of a tweet and 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 the england fans that you know you racist and i can't say the word because of a ofcom will be not very happy with it but they're actually singing these songs to the bulgarian fans which i said to you was very similar to a scenario like i said to you when i went to uh i went to slovakia in 2002 you know and like i said to you the the, the slovakian fans were were, were, were monkey charting me and uh, were monkey charting the play, the england players and the england fans were defending the players and the black fans who were in the crowd and i think that this type of situation is positive and this is what we more need more we need more coming together more people actually realizing and talking up and making the situation because if you've got the fans doing it if you've got the players doing it 
yes, you might have a couple of people in your old ranks who probably don't quite think that way, but they'll think twice about anything else that they're doing. But also it shows the world, actually, that we are bigger and better than a lot of these other places. And the fact is that what really pees me off, and I'm not allowed to say that, I'm not sure, P Peace. as in letter P there, uh, is that they, they, they're very quick to condemn England fans, all the England fans, right? We get 30,000 people travelling somewhere and they'll condemn us, right? And I say us because I travel everywhere going to see England. They'll condemn us straight away, no matter if it's five people or 15 people or 30 people or 100 people might do it, but not, but not the other 25,000. But there are some good people that travel England with some good values. And why don't they spend a bit more time showing these people that they actually have got good values and they are against things like this because I know England fans will condemn this type of behaviour and this type of activity and I think that's really important for other people out there in the world to know that England fans feel strongly that this isn't right. Absolutely. That is Brentford fan Billy the B Grant and this is Love Sport. Love Sport. This is Love Sport. It's the Brentford fan show on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle, here with the boys from Besotted, Billy the B. Grant and XG Dave. We were reporting on the England game in Bulgaria where there has uh, developed something of an eerie stadium, uh, eerie atmosphere, I suppose you could say, inside the Vasilevsky Stadium. There has been reports of racist abuse. The players were surrounding the managers of both sides. And Bulgaria captain, actually, Evelyn Popov, was almost right into the stand, speaking to the fans through the hoarding, suggesting what we would imagine to shut up, basically. A lot of those fans who were causing the problems do seem to have left the ground now, but a very bizarre situation we find ourselves in. England leading Bulgaria 4-0 in Sofia, but it's more concerning really now as to what on earth is going to happen after this game finishes. We are going to continue to give you updates on this, but we are going to quickly turn our attentions back to Brentford and a particular man called Marcus Force. Delighted to say we've got Mark Jones from Days of Speed on the line now. He is an AFC Wimbledon fan. And Mark, I would imagine you're quite happy with the man Force as things stand. Yeah, very happy with him. Yeah, it was a, a strange one, really, because we're all desperate to sign a lone traditional number nine. As many of you will know, Wimbledon without a nine-foot-tall maniac up front is, isn't really sort of a Wimbledon as we all know it. But um, he's come in and he's he's been, well, as you know, as you can see from his record, he's been absolutely electric. He, he is. Uh, Jonesy, it's Billy here. How are you doing, mate? Hello, mate. Yeah. I'm good, thanks, Bill. I'm good, good. I'm just interested as well because we've got this racism thing going on. And I remember the first time I actually met you, remember I did this kick it out forum at the, the Roof Garden and Chris Powell, who's actually sitting on the bench for England, was uh, was actually on my panel there as well, which we talked about a lot of racism incidents with Chris Kamara as well. You remember that one? I don't, mate. No, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> if you, you remember it, I'm sure I was there. I think you had a lot. That's the first time I met you. You and Chris Phillips came down as well. So yeah, that's it shocking, been... shocking behaviour, like I said to you, here in Bulgaria. But like I said to you, coming back to, to more positive things, you know, Marcus Force, you were telling me that he basically, all he does is score. So, I mean, every time he gets the ball, he, he scores. Is that right? Yeah, I was looking. I mean, I'm not really a man for stats, usually. I'm, I, I go more for sort of a, like a gut feel and a pumping of the heart when when I watch footballers, but I had a quick spin through his stats. He's literally scored two after two minutes, five minutes, two minutes, 20 minutes, eight minutes, and he scored within five minutes of coming on for us when he first played, and he's not even trained with us. He's, he's kind of, he's one of those players, when you look up on the pitch, we've got a couple of players that are fairly similar sort of spent to him, so every now and then you kind of, you know, you get that bit where fans go, who was that? Uh, and he sort of, he just floats around the box, but he literally is the archetypal in front of the goal. Everyone at, 
all the Brentford fans that I know were saying, like, he's a great finisher, he's dead clinical, and that's exactly what he is. You know, he, he tends to not do anything but score goals, which, which ain't too bad, is it? <laughs> that's not too bad. Uh, Mark, hi, it's David here, um, XG Dave. How are you doing? Hello, mate. Hi, good. Uh, good yeah, so, just going to pick up on that. So, you're talking about Force being a complete goal scorer, and that's, um, that's a really good asset to have on your side, but... Something we're kind of missing from last year, we had Morpai who did a lot of deeper work and he sort of did a lot of off-the-ball stuff. So with your, you're talking about your gut and you're not so into the statistics, but that doesn't matter. What's your feeling? Do you think Force can, you say he just sort of finishes really well, but is there anything, are you seeing stuff off the ball? Are you seeing his work create in deeper areas as well or are you just, is there nothing he else does, yeah, than he, the goals? He, he, he does drop off and he does kind of link play up a little bit. And as I say, the bit that's kind of skewing it is that we, we were looking forward to getting somebody to come in and lead the line because it was a thing we were desperately missing. And we, we had Piggott, who scored plenty for us last year. And yeah. On the face of it, they're fairly similar players, but it's a bit kind of like, you know, like Rolls-Royce versus the, <laughs> your old man's Austin Maxey, to be honest with you. He's, he's different level. Um, and we've had players like that before in on loan. It's that weird thing when you occupy kind of the lower end of the budget in League One, and then you go in and get a championship player, whether he's a starter or not. Obviously, if he's a starter, you're less likely to get hold of them. But, you know, whether he transfers into, would he walk straight into the Brentford first team and start smashing goals? I really don't know, because I don't, I don't know how well we'd be marked out of games. But the games I've seen him in playing for us, people just, they just can't pick him up. He, he literally just, you know, he's one of those players that pops up, scores goals. If you look at his hat-trick Saturday, it was, it was literally edge of the area, turn, tight angle, bang, goal. You know, it's sort of very, very deadly. And as for the penalty, I was just like, you know, yeah. I know he comes from a land of the ice, but he, he absolutely <laughs> had ice in his veins when he put that one home. Yeah, awesome pen. Mark, it's been great having you on, mate. Sadly, because of the situation at England, we've had to cut this one short. But no doubt we'll get you back on the show when Force continues to score goals for AFC Wimbledon. That was Mark Jones. Awesome, Mark. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. AFC Wimbledon's Days of Speed. Gents, we're nearly at the end of the show. It's been quite an eventful one today. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) what what can we say? Listen, we we tried to talk Brentford, but listen, England's taken over today. But it is international break. And like you say, we didn't know. um, You know, you just never know when you come onto this show. Listen, check us out on the podcast, prideofwest.london. We'd be talking Millwall. We'd be talking uh, new blue shirts, your new uh, uh, you know anniversary shirts, and also um, the, some tickets for the Millwall watch. We put that on Twitter as well and Facebook. Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.